Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lucas On podcast. Today, I'm joined by Herman from Skip the Boat. I wanted to call this episode Lucas On Skip the Boat because I feel like it's highly likely in however many years we're going to be talking to Herman again about whatever other industry he decides to dominate also. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you don't know, Skip the Boat is iconic underground merch shows I mean at at this point it's kind of a brand that at least everyone in my kind of age group has has heard of or experienced or seen um, whether that's through seeing people wear the clothing or they've been to a show or a numerous number of interesting fun quirky um you know, I almost called the marketing stunts, but there's there's a level of impact that Skip the Boat has in New Zealand culture at this point, um, while still remaining very independent and underground. And so I wanted to talk about kind of the man behind the mission, the one that started it all, um, on staying culturally relevant, especially within New Zealand, um, on taking risks. Um, with money and with ideas and yeah just more about him and and how the brand came to be so yeah it was a really cool conversation and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it uh, enjoy the episode cheers Feb 1st 2020 um, skip the boat makes its first announcement ever on Instagram I was curious kind of what your life looked around looked like kind of around that time where were you at what was going on what kind of started this all um at that time it was so it was like the summer of like 2019 2020 right Mm. and it was that 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 kind of period so I, i was at the time i was studying at university so i was back home um on break and like the summer break and um i'd just gone through like a breakup so for me it was like a very like transformational kind of period of like fuck like i need to do something to keep busy or i need i need to be doing something to like really find a way to cope with this Mm. um so it was just a lot of trying to find things that that would kind of keep me occupied and uh keep me kind of you know focused on something else other than the breakup itself um yeah i feel like that was that kind of time period where it was just all right try everything just do anything to just keep keep yourself moving and busy you know do you feel like you were leaning into, you know, kind of work and and uh, self-development the way a lot of guys do when they go through kind of a, a breakup, a bad situation? To, to an extent, um, I feel like a lot of people kind of go through the phase where they start going to the gym, where they take their fitness like very, very seriously. Mm. Um, for me, it was more just like trying to find new creative ways as like an outlet to kind of express how I was feeling. Um, so I've, I've always been quite creative and I've, you know, like always been into like video editing and stuff ever since like I was in high school. Um, but for me, it was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna go back into all of the stuff that I love to do like years ago and I'm gonna just double down and just, you know, do it because I really enjoy it and just focus on a million different things that I can as well. What, what came first? The, the idea for the skip the boat as kind of, um, uh, a brand um as wearables as clothing or was it gigs first and then the clothing kind of came out of that 
It was it was the gigs and the shows. Mm. So so it all started with the idea of wanting to, I guess, be able to go to like a club or a concert where you get to hear the music that you really like. Um, so me and a friend of mine, we we were just so like dedicated to this idea of wanting to hear Take at, at like a club. So we're like, all right, no one's doing it. We're just gonna go do our own gig and we're just gonna play the music that we really like and we're gonna have a good time, you know. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, so it all started with the gigs and the music side of things. And only because of COVID, we started doing clothing. So if COVID never happened, we probably would have never done clothing. Or like, wow. Probably done it way down the line. But yeah, it was never even like a thought in our, in our head. It was just gigs, gigs, gigs. And then a gig got like postponed because of COVID. Um, so I was at home. I was like, what do I do with all this time? Um, and, and there was like a little bit of like momentum. Not, not a whole lot. It was very small, but there was some. And I was like, I don't really want to lose this momentum um mm. so i'm going to try to find a way to kind of keep this still alive and still moving so i spent the entirety of like lockdown just trying to like understand like learn clothing and, and that whole side and then when we got out i started releasing clothing and people just loved it and it works so well because fashion and music are so like hand in hand it's perfect and they just work so well together how, how much of the the designs and the concepts <laughs> are you still doing on your own uh for the most part it's it's still a lot um only very like recently i think with like the last like maybe like collection or two in like the past two months and the japan one was when Mm. we started to like source outside and get designers to bring the ideas to life because all of the stuff that i've ever made i do it on after effects which is like a video editing software it's not made for like graphic design um but i'm just so comfortable with it that i've just adapted to like all right I'm, i'm gonna do it on this i'm gonna find my own way to do it um it's limiting because you can't do a lot of the stuff that, that you typically could with like Photoshop or um, Illustrator. But it's also kind of cool because it's a whole new like lens to like look at it. Um, yeah. So it kind of just got, got to a point where I was like, all right, I have this really cool idea and I can't do it on the software. I need to like ask someone else to like come in and um, bring some of their ideas to, to like the table and give my, my ideas to them and see if they can like make something way better than I, I would possibly be able to do. Um, and then very like, I would say for the past like year or two, Vile, he's been working very closely with the brand and all of the ideas for like probably the last year have just been ours. So we just go back and forth on a million ideas and he's very like creative and has amazing ideas as well. So I don't know. I feel like we, when you bring two incredible like forces together, it kind of makes something much, much bigger than any one person could. So it's, it's, it's good to like expand and like work with other people to take your ideas to a whole new like level. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that because that's one of the questions I did have written down is if you still did most of your work in After Effects. Where did that where did that knowledge where did that skill set come from? Was that something you studied in uni, or is is that from doing promo stuff for the gigs? Where where did your After Effects training come from? So, it was like early high school. It was probably like year nine or year ten, and um, I was real into like Call of Duty. Like I was heavy into that whole scene, and um, I, I would like edit like montages and like clips <laughs> and like make like episodes. I was like heavy into that scene, man. It was like. Every single day after school, I was just on my computer. I was on my PlayStation, Xbox, just playing and editing and editing. And it was real cool. It was like a whole, like, there's like a whole scene that was there. It was like a big, like, community of people that I I feel like I've drawn so much, like, inspiration from because the stuff that we were doing when we were kids, when we were 14, 15, translates so well to the stuff that I do now. It's just on a, it's just a different, I guess, aspect of it. You know, that, that was all about gaming and stuff. Now it's more about music and clothing. But the, the the like principle is still there. Like you know, back then I was I was posting daily on like a 
editing team channel on YouTube and I'd post every single day and like I post every single day now on Instagram. Um, mm. So yeah, I started at like a very young age and it was all revolved around video game editing and I've just slowly started like switch it over to more real life stuff. Um, but yeah. So, so were you, was it, were you taking it um, seriously as in you're making like montages of sick kills or are we talking like MLG like yo mom get the camera like we hit a triple st- like what what level are we talking yeah it, it was like um it was like montages and like episodes of like you know there was like a million teams it's, it's kind of like um i'm pretty sure a lot, a lot of people would be familiar with like phase and stuff but like not the esports side but more of like the trick shots and like you know yeah. like the like sniping in the game or whatever but it was it was it was like pretty full-on man like i, I think from doing it just in high school, from like the four years in high school, four or five years in high school, I made like $20,000 just from editing like video games, um, wow. which obviously like now if you think about it, it's, it's probably not a whole lot, but at, at that age, you, you feel like a millionaire. You're like, holy shit, like this is really something. Um, and I spent it all on stupid shit like food and clothes and video games. But I mean, the idea was that, okay, I made money doing something I love. And I was like, I love that. I love being able to be passionate about something and being able to, feel kind of rewarded um by doing it and not mm. just in the money side of things but also on the side of being able to post it up and people kind of see it and they're commenting oh wow this is such a sick edit blah 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 blah, blah. you know what i mean i thought that was so cool so so you're <laughs> putting together these um video game montages and stuff you go to uni you drop out of uni you start doing clothing over covid you're posting every day on Instagram um, for Skip the Boat. You have all these projects in the work. When when's the last time that you actually like <coughs> took a day off? When it when's the last time you had a break? <laughs> um, wait, real quick. I never dropped out. I, I got okay. my degree. I stuck it through. Oh. So I got, <laughs> but I, I was so close to it, dude. I was so no, close. Yeah, to I'm it. sorry. I shouldn't. I, I <laughs> no, assumed so it because of the vibe, you know. Yeah. Nah, a, a lot of people think that. Um, so wait, what was the question? Sorry, I zoned out. When do you was, um, when do you have a day off? When have you taken a break? Oh, dude, I feel like I feel like it's difficult because I mean, yeah. even if I were to try and take a day off, my mind would still spin back to all right, focus on the brand. Um, yeah. But it's not a thing where it's like, oh, I'm so stressed and I hate it. It's oh, I'm so stressed and I feel absolutely blessed about it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I enjoy it. Like, yeah, it's tough at times and it's a lot of hard work, but I genuinely love the whole aspect of trying to create something even when it goes wrong a lot of the times when things go wrong it's it's the best part because it kind of pushes you even further it's like all right there's a problem how how are we going to get around it and we face so many problems you know what i mean but it's it's this whole aspect of you 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 love like what you do so much that even the stuff that really sucks there's still some amount of joy in it um i I don't think i'll I'll ever be able to take a proper day off where i don't think about the brand you know even like subconsciously i'm going to think about the brand um, but I love it, so I can't complain. Do you feel like that love has been your key to not burning out, or do you kind of have micro <clears throat> techniques as well that you that you implement to make sure that you're not, you know, burning the candle at both ends? I think, um, yeah, it plays a big part. I feel like when you truly love something so much that you know, like you 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 feel like you could do it all the time. But there is parts where I feel like I've been really, really close to like burning out. And I, and I think one mm. of that was when we kind of did the last free show in Auckland. 
um, just after that, I, I remember thinking to myself, like, all right, after this, I'm, I'm actually going to just sit back for a bit. Um, and as much as I tried, I just couldn't. So I was back in it. But um, <laughs> I think um, I, I think a really big thing that I've picked up really recently is um, doing my best to separate it. So when I'm like, I guess, when I'm out with friends, one, one thing that I would do a lot is um, is I would be with them, but I'm not fully there. You know, I'm, I'm not present at the mm. moment. I'm there with them, but my mind is still racing, just thinking about like the brand and, and ideas and ideas. And like, it, it made it very difficult because I, I, I couldn't hang out with these people and really enjoy the moment because I'd be like, fuck, like I wish I was back home working on the brand. And it just got to a point where I was like, like this isn't healthy, you know? I, I should be out with my friends doing whatever or when I'm around places where I, I should just be in the present moment, I should try my best to be in the present moment, you know? Um, so I've worked a lot on when I'm out with people just to, you know, phone off, put it away because that buzzing sound, it doesn't stop and it, it just irritates and it makes me want to pick it up every single second. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a lot of just trying to present, like pre, like be present and in the moment um, and that's just a big thing that I've been working on for the past few years. And I think I'm yeah. getting better and better at it. And I'm so grateful that I am because without that, I, I don't know, I would be going crazy. Something that I feel like you haven't become, um, th this isn't like a calling card for you, but something that I have kind of noticed as a trend for you guys over the years is you've made a lot of kind of significant um financial risks um when it's come to various like different moves or collections you've worked on or shows you've done um you know emptying out the bank account to make something happen or yeah just putting yourself kind of in an awkward position where if it doesn't work out it's really not going to work out so i'm just kind of curious about like how are you how are you dealing with that in your mind what 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 are you bringing to to yourself, your mindset? What are you bringing to the table that's kind of helping you deal with the fact that you're you're kind of risking it all? You know what mm. I mean? I think um, a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on money and um, they live their whole life um, with the main focus being money. I want more money. And, and I've just felt like you're, you're never going to have enough money in life because say you have a million dollars it's like why do I, why don't i have two million all right you've got two million why, why why don't i have a hundred million you know it never ends so i feel like the more emphasis you start to put on money the more dangerous it gets because it, it's like you, you you're you're never going to win that game you know um and i've just always believed and i and i will always believe is that as long as you're doing the right things for the right reason and you're giving people your 100 percent, and it's authentic it's true it's going to come back to you so we've spent a ridiculous amount of money, more money than I've ever seen in my entire life um, on the people and giving back to the people and trying to give them something special. Um, because I know it, it's, it's, I don't know, like even having that amount, amount of money in my bank account, I, I feel like I would get so bored. I don't know what, to, like, what I would even do. Whereas by giving it back to the people and like, it's, it feels like it's the only right thing to do since I'm being able to live this life and this is what I've dreamt of ever since you know I was young, of being able to just do what I love every single day. Um, it just makes sense to be able to give people all of this back to them and show them my appreciation for what they've given me. Um, and I really want to inspire and like empower other people to just chase their dreams and do what they love every single day because it just pains me to see other people working jobs that they hate just 
to make money and just to go on living and living and living and making money. Like it, it makes no sense to me. So, I mean, there's definitely times where I get in the state where I'm thinking, shit, we just spent this crazy amount that I could have bought a house or I could have done this, I could have done this. But it always comes back to the point where it's like, no, like whatever's meant to be is going to be. And as long as you truly believe in what you're creating and the art, um, that art's going to live forever and you're going to be exactly where you should be at all times. Do you think that's why Skip the Boat has been able to kind of be in the culture and remain kind of culturally relevant in New Zealand? You know, it's it's the only brand that I kind of have awareness of um, that kind of in in our age demographic has that kind of um, that cultural meaning within New Zealand. I think so. I, I, th- I think, think that's a big part. I think people see it and and they see that it's authentic, it's genuine, it's real. It's not a big, it's not a massive company with a thousand employees just trying to pretend like they're connected with the youth. Um, you know, it's it's me. It's probably vile. It's me, vile, and and then whoever else we can get to help out with any projects that we need. You know, um, so it's it's very just genuine. It's it's mm. you know we're, we're just like all these other people, um, and that's why I do it because I wish there was something like this when I was a lot younger. You know, I wish someone was putting on these crazy like underground free shows and warehouses and and car parks for us with, with the artists that I enjoy listening to um but there wasn't so at least I've, I've got an opportunity to kind of give that experience to someone else um and as a fan of it as well i get to enjoy it as well which is awesome um and i think that just plays a huge part the fact that it's authentic it's genuine it's not a corporate business it's not focused about profiting off people it's about giving back to people people see that and they want to support that i feel yeah i feel like in as kind of the, uh, the the foreman of Skip the Boat, I feel like your your message and and uh, your your humbleness, your communication with the world through the brand and and through the content you put out, ha- has yeah, it stayed consistent with that. So that kind of makes me think about like, what why do you feel like you've had like nothing but problems with you know venues and people in charge and you know, the powers that be when your message at its core seems like really like pure and honest and genuine and just about people, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, I think a, a lot of people, um, and, and, and it's weird because I haven't really like touched on this a lot, like, like I tell people it for the most part, but there's a, a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes, um, which I haven't even explored that deep into, but I think a lot of people don't like to see something that can potentially, like in terms of the in terms of the free show series, I think this was a big one. There was a mm. lot of venues, there was a lot of spaces that wouldn't even allow us to use this space because they they didn't like the idea that it was free. Um, mm-hmm. And I know a bunch of other promoters, they don't like the idea that we're able to do this, and I guess we're kind of getting in the way of their way of profiting off the people. You know, um, I think it's just an issue with that where there's too many people involved that are, are very very rich and have a lot of connections that they don't want to see their businesses go down, I guess. And I've always believed that there's enough space for every single person to win. Um, But I guess when you kind of have someone out here doing free shows with crazy artists, um, with no profit whatsoever, it's it's a hard thing to grasp as well because I've noticed anytime we tell any person about it, 
um, or we're trying to get a space to do it or an artist to book, um, when we tell them, oh, it's a free show um, and da 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 they're like, all right, so how, how do you profit off it? And, um, and then we tell them, no, like we don't. And for them, it just sounds very, very fishy, um, yeah. which it would. Um, and, and it's a sad thing that it does. It's a sad thing that people can't do something without, without, you know, like it's sad that people have to be in it to, to make a profit instead of just doing it because they want to give back to people and just create something special for the art. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been tough. It's been tough because... I would say Wellington was probably like the worst because we had everything sorted, um, everything was was going sweet, and we were so put like super super excited for it, and it all fell apart in the last twenty four hours because of the police, um, and that was probably like one of the most stressed I've ever been in my life, and it was awful. But like we pushed through, and you know like like the worst thing that that we could have done was to do that and be like all right, I quit, I'm done with it, you know, and just give in because then they win. But we said no, it is what it is, and then we moved on with the Christchurch, and it was an amazing show, and we loved it. So I guess it's just trying to push through all that and those that don't want to support it and don't want to believe in it, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, we, we don't care. Like, we're, we're doing it for the people that actually do care about this and they do appreciate it. And I've met so many people at all these shows that are so appreciative of what we're creating. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's for them why we do all this. So, yeah. Yeah, you're so right. It's such, you almost feel like um, you have to justify the reason you're doing something for free you know make make up something about it being brand awareness or whatever just to just so it doesn't seem uh completely completely <laughs> out of pocket and yeah um how do you feel like that's that's kind of changed over time how do you feel like your your goals and the things you've set out to achieve through skip the, the boat have have kind of changed and evolved as you've seen kind of the shift to you know, doing, doing the merch over COVID and now doing kind of, um, the biggest shows nationwide shows and, um, you know, shipping in people for these free shows. What do you, what do you think about when it comes to your kind of goal setting, you know, short term, medium term, like what, yeah, what's your, what's your end, end goal with it? Is it just mm. to have kind of the best, the best show available or are you specifically trying to highlight a certain type of music a certain type of artist what are you looking for um with, with the goals i feel like it, it stayed very much the same for a long period just because from the very start i set very high goals um but parts of it change along the way all the time um i feel like one of the biggest goals is um simply just to create art that will live forever um you know by by creating these experiences for 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 these people and hopefully inspiring them to go and do what they want to do um i've always had the goal to throw a big festival with fifty thousand people um you know i said that from like the very first day i started the brand that that was going to be a thing that i do um and it still will be it's just it's it's a long process to get there i mean like at the end of the day like the brand's young um you know it's it's coming up to maybe like it's fourth year next year um, which is super, super, like, young in, in, in the talks of, like, business and shit. Um, but good things take time, and it's going to build up, and it's going to come eventually. Um, but, yeah, I've always just been super inspired by the, like, underground, like, I guess, rap scene. Um, you know, like, it's just the stuff that I always played, like, when, when I was in high school and shit, and trying to 
give that kind of experience to people out here that don't really get that um, is is just a big part of it. Because um, I think being so far away from America, we, we, we don't really get all of the cool shit that they do. But it's being able to, you know, at least make them feel like they're not fully out of the picture and they can still experience something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 changing in, in aspects where the smaller things smaller like, like components of, of goals that change um, but I think it always just be to inspire and empower other people to just chase their dreams and do what they want to do I feel like that's the biggest thing um, I think that's what really brings me joy just meeting new people um, and experiencing new things yeah I, I hope all your dreams come true is kind of yeah that's iconic skip the boat at this point so what do you feel like doing what you're doing right now through skip the boat is is your dream coming true or do you still have something else in the pipeline that you that you're trying to get to 100 percent um it is my dream and there will always be more dreams to chase but Mm. this was probably one of the biggest dreams to be able to do what i do um full time is you know like as like a creative i feel like that's like one of the biggest things that like we all strive to get to um, you know, if, if we can wake up every single day and work on things that we love, that just brings us so much, so much joy. Um, and on top of that, it's just, it's, it's constantly pushing further and further. And I think it'll always kind of get to that point where it's just, you're constantly chasing something. And I know it's kind of unhealthy, but I tend to do it a lot where I could have like the most perfect show ever. And I'm sure even, even when I have a festival with 50,000 people, I'll be saying, shit, now we need a hundred thousand. You know, and, and it will keep on going. It's never going to end. But I think that attitude as well, it also is the reason why the brand is so successful. Um, I think if I didn't have that kind of drive or passion for it to, to, to just always be wanting and chasing more and more, um, it wouldn't be where it is. Um, but trying to do that in a healthy way, I think, is also very important. Um, so just, again, just you know, being present as much and just saying, okay, I know I want to achieve more, but I appreciate where I am right now and what's in front of me right now. I think that's huge. I spotted on um, on your wall in one of your old videos um, a bunch of bits of paper stuck <laughs> up, um, including things like, um, I've worked with Lyrical Lemonade and Rolling Loud. <laughs> um, you know, you have these affirmations all over your wall. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious, what's, what are your beliefs around things like um, positive affirmations? Um, I, I, th- I think you, you need to set goals and stuff and say what you want to achieve out to the world. But I think you, you have to say in a present sense. Um, mm-hmm. So all of the things on the wall were saying, you know, I've done this, I've done this. Like, it is this. Um, and whether I'm there yet or not, it, it doesn't matter because it's it's already happened and, you know, I'm just waiting for the world to, c- like, catch up to it. Um, but I believe it so deeply that all of that stuff is going to happen, has already happened, that if you're saying it out to the world like that, it just brings it to life. I think the things that we say, um, using our voice and our thoughts, are very, very powerful. And I think people don't, under, un, like, un, understand that to the extent that they should. I think there's so many people that talk really negatively about themselves and their work that is just terrible because if you say that you suck, then you do suck, you know? And if you say that you're great, then you absolutely are great and more. Um, so I think I I try to just remind myself all of these things that 
I want to do and I will do and have done and speak it out to the world because I want to bring that shit all to life and it is going to come to life. Based on that, what's something that you personally would like to say about yourself more and something you would like to say about yourself less? That's a good question. That's actually a really good question. Um, things that I would want to say more about myself is... Um, Probably just that. Fuck, that's actually a really good question. I think I think it would just relate. Like for me at this time, it would probably just relate to the fact that what I'm doing is on the right path. Um, mm. I could, I think I tend to second guess myself quite a bit, and I know how bad that is, and I know like how damaging that can be. So I wish I was able to just how much and just like remind myself like you're on the right path. Like I know like this is where I'm meant to be at this like current time, and just have full confidence in that. Um, but that tends to come and go a lot. But I want to get better at just being able to tell myself that all the time. Anytime there's a like sticky situation, just reminding myself that this is where I'm meant to be. Um, yeah, I think if if I was able to do that, that would go a long way. And um, I, I have people that remind me that all the time, like friends of mine that tell me that it, it doesn't matter like what the situation now, um, everything that's happening is meant to happen. And that just helps me like click on like, okay, it's okay. You know, everything's going to work out. Everything's exactly how it's meant to be. Yeah. It's interesting that for someone who has a brand with, with you know, such, such a, a big outreach even after you know, four years, as you said, it's a young brand that you still kind of have these these doubts um, and, and problems. Have you had much of an issue with kind of imposter syndrome, um, especially when it comes to, I guess, being a being a clothing brand as well? You know, being being in stores, and I know a lot of the skip the boat stuff um, can end up in like. You know, and like recycle boutique on the shelf with other other brands which are you know two hundred years old and iconic. So, uh, yeah, what, what's your relationship with with imposter syndrome and kind of yourself in that regard? Um, it, it's it's interesting because I I tend to like um I like one thing that I always try to do is just keep myself grounded. Like I I don't believe in being like humble to an extent because I feel like that's just a way to kind of bring you down. But I think grounding yourself all the time is so important um so although that like there's some crazy things happening with the brand and and, and i see it you know and, and i think it's absolutely amazing and uh you know i appreciate it so 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 much um i've, I've always just believed that this is one percent of of the final like ending um so seeing all that stuff like it's 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 amazing it's cool but i'm always just so focused on like the the track in front of me that i'm i know where i want to be and i know where i have to be that i'm just so zoned in on like where i'm trying to go um and as much as i try to appreciate all these things like that um you know it, it's awesome and even the stuff that i mean i guess isn't isn't too great it's it's cool too because i get to like learn from it you know um but the biggest thing for me is just staying on track and not getting too sidetracked with that. Cause I think a lot of people and a lot of brands can get easily, I guess, thrown off with things like that where, where they kind of say, okay, uh, I'm, I'm good. I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I've made it. I'm sweet. And then, 
you know, th things on the internet fall off like that. So if, if you take your eye off it, it can, it can all be gone like that. So it's just constantly just working and, and pushing towards something bigger and better each and every single day, I think. How much of other, other people's opinions are you taking into factor when you're thinking about what you're doing? Like, are you, are you the type to read all the comments and, and kind of see what the consensus is or, um, and take that into kind of consideration? Or do you kind of believe that, you know, either people are going to fuck with it or they won't? To an extent. I think I used to, like, read every single comment and take it all to heart. But I've learned, especially now with the brand growing and it's got more eyes, that it doesn't, like, it doesn't always matter Um what some people are saying and um, I've just picked up and I've learned that the majority of people are just stupid you know <laughs> like there's so much like especially online and stuff like you know there's so many kids online especially on TikTok it's one of the most toxic platforms where um they'll say things and you know like like you know I know my worth and and, and I know the brand's worth that I, I don't need to take in all of this stuff and feel like oh shit you know anonymous account three three six eight seven said that this sucks so so must suck no it's okay like i believe in it and one thing that i've always taught myself and i told myself is that even if it's not appreciated like right now in this moment um it will be down the line so you know i could have a drop that maybe does absolutely terrible and i barely sell anything um and instead of being like okay like the like drop sucked it's more so okay it's fine like maybe down the line it, it's going to be appreciated like it's just mm -hmm. not it's time just yet but it will be one day down the line um but I, I do my best to still like read through as many comments as possible and like respond to as many people as possible because those that are truly supporting you know i i, I want to take in like what they say because i think it's an interesting perspective and I, I don't have that perspective, you know? So, I, like, I, I see it from one side, but these guys watching from the outside, they see it from another completely other side. Um, so I'll, I'll always take um, criticism, um, ideas, anything, anything, you know, feedback, good or bad, I'll take it and, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll use it to the best I can. And if I still don't believe that it's worth of any value or if I think it's absolute nonsense, I'll throw it away, but... A lot of time, people have amazing things to say, and then, you know, I'm very grateful that they do say. And then, you know, it's just like the manner that people say, I think, is also important. Like someone that really cares about you and cares about the brand, they'll say in a specific way, where you can see that they genuinely just want to help and they want to see the brand do well. And I appreciate that so much because it just makes the brand do better as well. So, yeah, I've experienced a bit of a, a dynamic similar similar to what you're saying, where you know the, the comments comments on TikTok, especially. Um, as like a, a certain piece of content blows up can get yeah, incredibly like toxic and like hateful. But then I, I haven't experienced any of that same like level of yeah, whatever that is in real life. You know what I mean? It's always felt like the dynamic is I look at my phone and it's people saying like shitty things. And then you talk to people in real life you know, people recognize you and it's like all love. Oh, 100%. Um, so I'm just, yeah. Have you <laughs> experienced like, that dynamic? What do you think that is? Yeah. No, I think it's so much easier to talk shit um, behind a screen. Um, <laughs> I feel like everyone has a million opinions behind a screen. Um, and yeah. there's just a lot of trolls out there that just genuinely are so bored in their life and they're not doing anything where they find it fun to be on the other side, just bring down everything. 
and like I get it like I've been a fucking kid before like I, I get that completely um but at the end of the day like like you can't take it to heart like it is what it is um and yeah I've never I've, I don't think I've ever um in person any, anyone that I've ever met in person has only showed you know absolute love and support mm. um so yeah I think a lot of that negative shit it only really exists online because it's so much easier and you can hide behind them, like an anonymous account, and just say whatever, and and they're, and they're just bored, and and they're bored, and they, they just don't have anything to do, which is, you know, to each your own. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a completely different thing. You know, if if you're sick of it, you, you can turn off your phone, and you're done with it. It, it no longer exists. So, you know, um, it doesn't have to be your world. It's it's only your world if you choose to make it your world. How much of your time do you feel like you spend? on like on your phone i know you <laughs> talked about um wanting to kind of be grounded and present with your friends more but obviously you run a very you know your your brand's built kind of on on e-commerce and on social and all of that so so what's your screen time looking like how, how I was bad just is pulling that out. i was just pulling out that's no, bad dude it's bad um lately it's been a lot better um but okay. it's probably gonna still sound bad it says um so my average like daily average is like nearly nine hours wow um, but like 99 percent of that is like mainly all like instagram um, yeah and i try to like not consume as much as i create so like when i'm on there i'm trying to create not consume um and that's a ridiculous amount and it's absolutely awful but at the end of the day everything i do is is online so it it all comes back to that where like i kind of have to be on there um but yeah i i, I do need to slow down a lot more and i find myself sometimes falling into spirals of just consuming and consuming like you know if i see one tiktok i start to scroll and i get stuck on that so i'm trying to cut all that out and use it as a way to create and not consume as much what do you think makes like a good piece of i guess art a a good piece of content or a good design for a tea like what what aesthetics do you kind of lean into and kind of resonate with you and and what do you think resonates with the brand i think what makes it good is is like the story behind it um Mm. and that's what i've really kind of pushed ever since like the start of the brand it's just instead of trying to sell like clothing that looks kind of cool it's always been more focused on trying to sell a story to people um so you know like from the very first few drops like the whole purpose was it was it was an outlet for me It it was it was a way to kind of say how I was feeling without having to physically speak it with my words, but I would show it through these clothing pieces and the videos and photos that I would make around it. Um, and I think it's so much easier to sell a story to someone than it is to sell a product to someone. Um, and I think that's what makes the art so beautiful. It's, it's when you have something that's a lot deeper than just the visual appearance of it, but there's meaning behind it and people can relate to it and they feel some type of way with it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because the brand doesn't really have like i guess one specific aesthetic i feel like i change back and forth a million times with things that i do um and i'll go through like different phases and periods of like okay i really like this at the moment or i like this at the moment um but i always do my best to kind of always relate it back to like a story um in some way or form um just so it can make that piece somewhat meaningful to someone and they'll care much more about it because you know it, it means something to them What would you say your story is if you were to take you as a person and and make a t-shirt out of it, make a sticker pack out of it? What what would you paint as the narrative of your life so far? 
so far, um, I think it's it's tough. I don't know. I would probably say it's like a lot of like dream chasing. I feel like I'm still in that kind of period mm. where it's all about kind of getting to where I want to be um, and doing something that I want to be doing. Um, just because I've always said to myself, like, like I was never sure of like what I ever wanted to do in life. Um, like my parents would ask me all the time, like, all right, like, what do you want to go study? And I had no clue. Um, and I would, I t- took like two years off after high school because I was just so close of like what I wanted to do in life. Um, everything just scared me. So I was like, I think it would just be focused on that path of trying to find what I really want to do and who I really want to be. And I guess like really finding myself in that. Um, so yeah, it would be focused a lot on, I guess, dream chasing and self-discovery, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to tell me about, just as we, as we come into a close here, two more questions for you. Do you want to tell me about your latest collab with old Pork? How do you make that happen? And, oh, God, yeah, that's such a can of worms. Yeah, first of all, how, how did you make that happen? And, and what, gave you, what even gave you the idea to um, kind of team up with, with a notorious graffiti artist? Yeah, Pork is an icon, dude. Like, you, you see Pork everywhere you go. Like, um, mm. I don't think there's one place where, like, you can go without seeing a Pork tag. It's crazy. Um, and ever since, like, I, I, like I, I think I watched, like, his full-time pork thing. I thought that was sick. Like, his whole, like, documentary was sick. I really started, like, follow him and just, like, really, like, dive deeper into his stuff. And I just thought it was so sick. And I thought it aligned so well with the brand. Um, and then I just said, fuck it. I'll just DM him and I'll reach out. Um, and I think we, like, talked for a bit. This was, like, probably a year or two ago. Like, I think it was a year ago. And then nothing really came from it. Like, we, like we, we it was just, like, normal, like, conversation. Like, yo, like, I follow what you do. Da, 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 da. Um, and then he saw our um, our ice cream truck, like, meetup thing that, that we did in Auckland um, because there was a photo where, like, you see the ice cream truck and you see all the people and there's a massive-ass pork tag, like, right behind mm. it. Um, so, like, he saw that and he posted that up and everything. And we started to, like, talk again. And I was like, you know what? Like, it would be super sick if we did something together. I um, mean, then he, he was all for it. He thought that would be super cool as well. Um, and he told me about this, like, abandoned billboard that he found, like, a bit up north. And, um, yeah, I said it would be sick if it had our tags on it and if it said, I hope your dreams come true. Um, and we talked about it for a while. Um, some things happened. So it was, it, was, it was a long time in the making where it was just back and forth. And then eventually it finally came around to, like, all right, we're going to do it and we're going to stick to doing it. Let's do it. Um, and it was cool, dude. Like, he's a cool fucking guy. And he's super, super talented and he really cares about his art um, and just being there while he was kind of putting this all together under like the night sky with all these stars was like one of the most like surreal feelings. I don't know wow. what it was. It just felt so fucking cool to be in that moment. Um, and yeah, he pulled it off and it looked absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I think it took uh, it took two nights because the first night we went, we were there for seven hours and he's such a perfectionist, man. He, he'll do one little mistake and he'll paint the whole thing white again and start over. Like he, he really cares about his art. Wow. And then, um, yeah, he came back the second night and finished it all off and it looked amazing. So sick. What, what do you think about him and, and his work? Uh, it's similar to, to um, Skip the Boat and kind of the energy that Skip the Boat has. Is it, is it the rebelliousness? I, I, th- I think that, that's a big part of it. Um, yeah, I think our, our vision is, is very, very similar. And the stuff that we create is like with the same kind of purpose. 
Um, mm. You know, I think it just aligns so well. But yeah, his whole story of like, you know, fuck the like nine to five, like do what you want type shit. That's literally what we preach all the fucking time. Um, and the fact that it's like, I don't know, there's like something about doing something when you're not meant to be doing it as just fucking badass, dude. And he, <laughs> he, he like, he, he does that so well. And then, I don't know, I think the stuff that, that we kind of do with like our warehouse parties and shit, um, like kind of the thing outside the box is super cool as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think his whole vibe, his whole energy, it, it fits so well with the brand that it just made sense. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is like, honestly, probably the coolest collab that, that we've just ever done just because of like, the meaning behind it of this fucking like icon who's everywhere in the country um and mm. someone that i'm genuinely just a fucking fan of so it's just cool to do just for like the culture of it and uh final final question as as we wrap up things here i ask this to all the guests that have um have been on the show so far because um i'm all about improving and uh constructive criticism what is something that you, as as a master of content creation for the last, uh, well, I was going to say four years, but you've been making those gaming videos <laughs> for so long, so um, for however many years, what is something you feel like <clears throat> I could have done or I could do better um, in the future when it comes to these podcasts? So these episodes can just keep getting better and better and better and better. Bro, I, I honestly like. I feel like you killed it. Honestly, this is probably like one of like my more like favorite like interviews that like I've done. I feel like it was just so like free flowing, um, and you came like very like well prepared with all the questions and everything, which is super cool as well. Like I appreciate that. Um, no, I, I think you've got like a, like a really like gift for it. Like I, I think you're good with it, and and the vibe of it is just awesome. Um, like I feel super like chill just like conversating with you as like a person to person. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like it's a whole lot yeah. of, like crazy shit going on where i feel like i have to say like the right thing i can just speak to you as a person um i wish i uh, I, I actually don't know like I, I wish i could give you something I, I suck at like being a podcast host as well i did like a little bit where i tried and i was absolutely fucking awful so i'm probably like the worst <laughs> person to like give you any type of advice but yeah like I, I fuck with what you're doing i think it's sick and um you know even as like like i play like your your podcast i played the one with josh like when it came out, I thought that was sick. <laughs> I feel like the way you do it all is super cool. So I don't know, man. Like, Thank honestly, you, man. like just just keep going. I would say that's probably the only thing. Just keep going. I feel like so many people quit because they they don't see like instant results or anything. But I'm yeah. telling you, if you stick with it, like they will come. And I feel like that's all you got to do. And it's gonna be crazy. I'm telling you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel I like, like I can't even remember what it is. I feel like I have heard that statistic somewhere. It's like, you know. 70% of podcasts give up after three episodes and then That's 90% crazy. after 10 or something like that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, ah, yeah, if we make it to 11, I'm expecting, <laughs> I'm expecting those clapping emojis. I'm expecting. <laughs> um, thank you so much for, uh, yeah, for coming on and being on. Anything you want to shout out, uh, plug, let people know about while we're here. This is going to come out in a couple of days from recording. So, It'll be pretty recent. Um, no, just thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it means a lot to 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 actually be able to speak to people and shit. So I appreciate you giving me the time and the platform to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you guys want to find anything, it's just at Skip the Boat everywhere. Um, Instagram is probably our hub. But yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you for being on. I hope all your dreams come true. Beautiful. <laughs>